This is the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and Katie Data for September 11th, 2012, episode 4 of the summer season. Shh, be very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. Hey, Dito, do you know what time it is? JT, it's that time when Fuku is going to tell us what's going on. Well, guess what? In this episode, the new old guy has a plan for Kuroko and Kagami. We play some Cooking Mom in Sword Art Online and ghost hunting at Takafuji High School. All that, soda spilling, and more coming up. <laughs> Here we go. And three, two, one. <laughs> It's time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. The Kita Anime Podcast is brought to you by Fragile Boxes. What's inside? Pay attention to ktdata.net to find out. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kita Anime Podcast. I am KT Data. And I'm Dito. And here's the podcast anime book club thing that we do every two weeks. Um, how are you doing today, Dito? Well, it could be better, but... What's this fragile you speak of, KT? It's fragile. It's uh, French, I think. I think. Yeah. It's curious how it got to my house, though. Even though it's French, it's kind of it has like if it's from Japan. Those very sneaky people they are. Yes. I, both of them. <laughs> I, I, I expect to open it up and find like a baguette or something. <laughs> it's gonna be a. You're gonna open it up and find like a dead animal or something. Watch. I hope not. Doesn't smell yet. Maybe I should yeah, leave it outside for a couple of days. Yeah, or just poke it a couple times. Yeah. Maybe make it squishy. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, for you guys who this is your first episode, which makes me wonder since we're, what are we, like four seasons, three seasons in? <laughs> and three seasons in three, on our fourth four, episode. Fourth episode, what? This is the podcast where we tell you, go watch these ep- anime episodes right here and then come back and let us spoil it for you and we can discuss it and do all weird things and whatnot. And, as and hoo-hahs. And yeah, and thingamabobbers. Um, Jindigs. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> if you haven't watched them yet, head on over to ktdata.net. Show notes are right there. You're probably on ktdata.net right now. Links to all the episodes and take you there and you can watch them and then come back and dance with us yes dance with us but be warned for those who are watching and have not watched these episodes we will be spoiling a bit for you yeah let's let's spoil some stuff with this let's fly now let's fly now let's fly now get off my face And our first anime is Kuroko's Basketball, and it's brought to you by Footwear. Sometimes you need to choose wisely. Alright, so, uh, last episode we see some cooking with lemons, and uh, Amone shows off his street skills, and we see Saren lose their first game. Um, this is an interesting one because... So far, and we've gone to like 20 episodes now, or 18 episodes, close enough, um, Saren has won all their games. 
they have not lost a game, but this is the first time they actually lose a game, and they get walloped. The, the score was doubled. On yeah. Their, um, they, they got royally handed to them a new one. That's the easiest way to say that. Yeah. Um, so, like, what happens is they're still in their inner high league, so they still have to play two more games the day after, so they got to come back. Um, they're facing uh, Misei and uh, Seishinken on there, so... But, I don't know, they're a young team. Uh, which, usually, if you have a stronger team, they can come back the day after, but I don't know how they're going to do this. And what well, the happened- thing is, too, that it seems like that Kuriko might have taken this a lot harder than anybody else. Yeah, um, it's crazy. And, like, so their first game to Misei is uh, 78 to 79. So it's pretty close, you know, but you actually see Kuroko playing and stuff, and he's making a lot of mistakes and everything. It's not himself on their... Um... And then in their last game, they play uh, Seishinken, and they totally lose it, 96 to 78, which is not even close at all. They just totally got dominated on there. Um, and, you know, losing three games in a row, that's tough right there. Uh, we actually see that... Everybody's their spirits are broken essentially, and Kagami he's literally broken. He didn't even play in those last two games because he's injured, and uh, we see him actually at the doctor. And the doctor's like, You're, "It's going to be a long way to recovery because your legs couldn't handle all this." And uh, the, f- the first thing they have to do is he has to have two weeks straight of rest, so he can't really play basketball for two straight weeks and help them to help them recover. On there, so that's really tough right there. Um, but guess what, uh, Rico decides to do, you know? Well, when you're down in the dumps and everything, and you want to cheer up your team, the best way to do it is have three times practice games. Oh, yeah, and they're like, drills, three drills, what? And she's like, how about four times the drills on there? only way they can practice and uh, everybody seems kind of down because the inner high was kind of like the champion it is the championship league to determine the best players in Japan but what turns out to being that that's it crowns whoever's the champion in the uh, summer turns out actually in the winter they have another tournament that goes on and it's called the uh, winter cup wow that's very original <laughs> Hockey? Yeah, um, so, but, you know, it's still on the inner high champion level, so they have to, you know, they'll be seeing the same teams, they'll be going at the same pace, so they have to get better. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. They have to get better as a team, because if they couldn't win even one game in the inner high championships, they're not going to have a chance, so they have to figure out a way improve their skills and get both Kagami and Kuroko out of this uh, hump they're in. They get over that hump and uh, get back to playing well with each other. Which is kind uh, of funny to say that too because that everybody that who has played Kuroko and Kagami, you know, like all the players they've actually uh, interacted with has been worried about them because they've seen that this is really hard on both of them but in the end, it seems that that um, Kuroko is the one that's taken it the hardest. Like Kagami seems to have already like 
try to better himself and Kuriko's just like avoiding Kagami it seems yeah um and then the weird thing is that uh Kuriko and Kagami they're not really talking to each other anymore which is really weird in that case um and so actually we see right after the team leaves the inner high championship when they lost their final game uh um, we see Rico. She kind of texts someone, and it turns out the person that she texts was uh, Kiyoshi Tepe, and he's actually the one who started Saren's basketball team on there, which was uh, kind of interesting. So, kind of like, where yeah. has he been the whole entire time on there? Well, apparently Tepe has been hospitalized. Uh, reasons they haven't explained yet, but he's had to take a like a leave of absence from school and everything to get better and recuperate and um, go through all the recovery and whatnot. But from what they've talked about before, because they, you see some, uh, some talking with the other people that's from what, well, Oh God, what was that team's name again? Not, not Shintoku, right? But uh, from uh, not to Kisei's team. Kisei's, yeah, yeah, Kisei's team. But yeah. You just like one of the players notices, like, going, who is this person? I've never seen him play before. And there's going, like, you know, if he was actually in the game, we could have, we could have, like, they would have won pretty much. So the way that they make it put out, like, Tepe was like the, the, the player of the whole Saren team. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because uh, Tepe himself is, he doesn't seem like many of the other dominant players we've seen. You know, if you if you remember, you go back every dominant they play, they're kind of cocky, um, overconfident, and kind of just power their way through. But we, when you see him play, it just seems like an average player. But everybody kind of refers to him as the guy who kind of uh, brought Saren to the championships last year when Koroko and Kagami were not there. Um, it's weird though, but when he does show up. Tepe is like, hey, I've been out for a year. Even though I'm an upperclassman, I can't. I, I don't feel right really forcing you to uh, just let me play. So, Kagami, how about you and me? We uh, do one on one because Tepe was our center before Kagami showed up and before he got injured. Um, so they actually do a one on one game, and crazy enough, Tepe is keeping up with Kagami, but how? Tell everybody how Kagami actually finished off the one on one game. Oh man, um, Tepe was going up for a block with Kagami, but Kagami goes under him around the hoop and still dunks it behind him. Yeah, and I- what's crazy is this is the first time you actually really see Kagami play again, and he's totally different demeanor, totally different attitude that we've seen in the previous episodes on there. He seems kind of more selfish and like i'm going to be doing this all by myself kind of attitude on there um as they said on the team that he's reverted pretty much back to when he first started like you know exactly and just ball hogging if well, i guess i guess the best way to put it itself but tries to solo everything yeah and so what happens is that it's actually almost time for summer break you know or Summer vacation, which is an irony considering that everybody right now is going back to school. These guys are um, getting ready to start their summer. So, 
<laughs> yeah. But there's one thing about Tepe I forgot to mention too that once he was actually like there, went down and talked to you and like going, dude, you could have, how'd you, how'd he beat you? They look down and he has his indoor shoes on. He doesn't have his basketball shoes on yeah. at all. He just has the normal school shoes that I swear everybody wears in every anime on there. Yeah, it's there. It is the indoor shoes. But, anyways. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is that uh, Reiko, she has planned three practice games for before they go on summer vacation so they can figure out what they need to practice over their break. <laughs> um, but there is yeah. one stipulation to this: these three practice games. Only the first years are going to be playing. Yeah. Um, that's Well, at least for the first game. And it seems like Tepe wanted to get everybody, all the first years to play for some odd reason. And like the uh, team they're playing against is uh, Tokushin. They're like, are you kidding me? Do you think we're a joke or something, putting in all your first years against us as your starters? Um, and the weird thing is, like, right at the beginning of the game, Kagami's like, Kuriko, don't pass to me anymore. I can uh, do this by myself, which was uh, very bizarre on there. And uh, so in the first pack, I thought they were going to get walloped. Because these are, you know, the bench players for the most part. You only have there's two starters, but everybody else is a bench player. Um, and it turns out they actually won their first game, forty three to forty one. But as you're watching this game, it's very, very different from what we saw um, previously. You know, Kuroko's not passing to Kagami, and you kind of see him hesitate when he's doing his passes. And uh, after that, you know, they win the game and everything. And uh, Rico's at the burger joint that everybody likes going to. I don't know why everybody has, goes to this it's burger It's because joint. of the vanilla shakes. Remember, because of the vanilla shakes. Um, they go there, and she's like, what are you doing, Tepe? And it turns out that Tepe is trying to get Kuroko to develop a different style of basketball. Because re- remember in previous episodes, Aome's saying, Kuroko, your style of basketball has not changed at all. It's still the same. On there, so like that means you haven't gotten better, you haven't improved, you're just still the same right there. And uh, so Tepe's talking about the style of basketball that Kuroko is playing. Um, most people say that Kuroko's style of basketball is there to help the players around him, but it is also his downfall. If he's surrounded by weaker players, he doesn't play as well. You know, he kind of relies on all the players make him good or bad. Um, and what Kuroko needs to do is to abandon that kind of style and develop something else. Some different kind of style of basketball that, you know, Kuroko can get stronger on. Because if not, he's just going to be stagnant and stay the same. Um, And then so, Kuroko is actually talking to uh, Hyuga, the captain. And he's like, take me off the starting lineup. I need to be a bench player, you know. Some of the other players can do better. Um, oh boy, that struck a nerve with him. Oh yeah, he's like, ah. and pretty much he's like, no, we're not doing that. I am the captain. I make the decisions on who start, and you're gonna be starting. So you better do something about it and get better. And he kind of goes into the story about uh, Tepe, where you know, after all, Tepe was the one who started the team, and it turns out he was actually a pretty good point guard. That was where his strength was, but he was the biggest player in the team which pretty much makes you the center because um, nobody else could have the, had the physical build to go up against all these big guys. 
and they kind of go into this story about how uh what's his face the one that looked like a giant bear with the puns um oh itsuke itsuke, itsuke. he's like they, they go to flashbacks like why can't you be both why can't you be both the point guard and the center and uh all you know instead of just oh, focus that's what's matsurama or that's something that's something yeah no um and they're and tepe's like Shh, fine i'll be that and it kind of shows you how tepe kind of evolved from you know this whole idea that everybody is just a specialist in their field and they can play more than one position right there um and that Koriko needs to find something like that because he's so specialized in passing that it's to the extreme. He needs to kind of bring it a little bit towards the middle, you know, and kind of balance his skills out. So um, Kuroko's talking to Kagami, and the funny thing is he just shows up while Kagami's practicing. And Kagami's <laughs> like, what? He's like, uh, give him a minute. I haven't thought this far yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this is yeah. this is interesting part too because usually Kuroko is always very well centered, has his has his thoughts gathered, knows and pretty much knows what he's going to be needing to do. But he's just so like, all right, I'm planning this as I'm I'm going to be just going with it, man. It's like follow me on this. Don't worry, I got it. That's yeah. the attitude now. That's that's the crazy thing about it because you know he's I always thought of him as kind of the old man who always has a plan thing. Um, but in the, in this case, like they kind of talk and Kuroko's like, I lied to you. I don't want to make you the best player in Japan. Um, I wanted to prove to Aomi that my style of basketball is superior to him and kind of forced his style because he said there was something that changed with the generations of miracles as their skills started to develop and everything. They trusted Kuroko less and they started trusting themselves more on there. So let's say there was only two seconds left on the shot. Instead of trying to pass it, they would have to be the one who scored it type of thing. Um, so, like, Kuroko and Kagami kind of try... They make up. And then they're talking about how to get stronger. And Kuroko's like, uh, I don't know. But I'm going to get stronger for the winter. And then Kagami's like, well, you better hurry up. Because I might leave you in the dust if you don't get as better as as uh, i am during that and that kind of ends these two episodes the funny thing is i had a hard time differentiating between these two episodes because they flowed so well together um so that's like the the last thing we see is them kind of bumping fists so i have no idea what kind of uh what kuroko is going to do to get better because he's always been known as a passer eight 20 episodes in he's still the expert passer so i don't know any ideas Dito? I have this strange premonition that he's going to be doing some shooting. Like he's, he's a horrible, horrible shot and everything. But at the same time, I think he's going to be like either a like just going to be doing drives or something like that or something. I just, I don't see him dunking at all. Hey, you never know. It, he might oh. got some, have some hops. <laughs> I, I see someone throwing him maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying he might have some hops and we might not know about it. Um, and then I'd probably be, I'll probably get more like going, and we're doing this another season, guys, because yeah. we know this is yeah. going to go for so, more than just twenty. So yeah, this is one thing I wanted to bring up. We are at episode twenty. Um, last time I looked this up, they said they were going to go twenty-four, twenty-six episodes. 
I don't think we're gonna we're gonna have more than that because they we're only on Generations of Miracles number three out of five, and three is kind of ridiculous. So I don't even know what they're gonna be doing for the other two on there. And and apparently there's one of them that's probably like the most feared of the th- of all five of them. You know, like Iomi was the most talented, but it seems like they're we haven't met up with their um, like the actual coach, not the coach, but the um, the leader or the captain. Sorry, we haven't met with the captain yet. So this will be very interesting. Yeah, so I'm still excited about this anime. Um, I was expecting these uh, this, these episodes to be slow because it's them trying to get out of this uh, slump that they're in right now. Um, now, an anime that... Now, let's jump to our next anime, which definitely is not going slow. No. Oh. And our next anime is Sword Art Online, and it's brought to you by... Virtual Cooking, because in an MMO, everybody can cook. Not everybody, you know. <laughs> yes, um, if you happen to find something and get two people to start cooking, you'll probably end up burning it. But, in our last episode, there was a mystery afoot. Um, <laughs> why isn't it always good to fall asleep outside? And MMO ghosts exist? Thank you, Halloween. Aren't you excited for Halloween? That's what? No. Two months. It's coming up. No, it's next month. It's September already. Ah, it is next month. (laughs) I know my months, everybody. Yeah. Um, So, enter this story with... uh, Liz, the blacksmith, that is of Elizabeth's Blacks or Smithing Shop. Wow, that's and such an original name. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, wow, if I start my own place like that, I would definitely name it after myself. Uh, I'm not even lying. I've, the more you watch anime, the more you realize that no one knows how to name shops at all. Yeah, it's actually pretty <laughs> to be expected because if you look at the whole aspect of the video game, it's a, that's a thing too. I have a hard time differentiating when it's actually a video game they're in, or I'm watching just like another anime that's medievalish. Yeah, you know, but they need to get but, cool names like Doctor Ginger <laughs> and Dynamite. Yes, drink. you need some Doctor Ginger and some uh, Dynamite drink, but um, it's Dynamite. Yeah. So I I noticed something really interesting about this though. So. It, just before they start up the show and everything, it shows a picture of Liz when she was, I guess, a bit younger because, you know, we're looking at, like, a good year and a half or so into the game. And it shows a picture of the, all the guild members, I guess. But I, this came to my mind. Do you think it was taken with a digital camera? Eh? Eh? That ends it for the Kito Anime Podcast ever, guys. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I had to say it. I, had, I just noticed that. I'm like, going, how would you do that in a virtual world? Like, print off a picture. Like, I'm still facepalming, you. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, man. So, the reason why he's at uh, Liz's Smith shop. Actually, you actually left this off. Apparently, Liz is a friend of, uh, what's her name? Um, Asuna. 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 Uh, wow. 
you actually see her sharpening her blade for her um, at the beginning of the episode. And then uh, Kirito shows up, and he's like, I, he's like, I need a custom weapon made. And she's like, oh, uh, what kind of custom weapon do you need? And he pulls out his sword. He's like, I need something to match the level of this sword right here. And she looks at it. It's like, El Kidor. It's like, I've only heard rumors of this sword and how powerful it is because it's such a rare item on there. Um, so she grabs this weapon off the, her walls, and she's like, this is my best weapon right here. So Kirito's like, uh, can I test it? Let me, let me try this. So remember the last time Kirito wanted to test something? He almost stabbed himself in the hand. What could he do this time, Dito? Um, I guess the best way to test a weapon's durability is to hit it against another weapon. So he takes Liz's best work, which is like a thin sword, a rapier type, and just like smashes it right against his blade to see which would break. And sure enough, he broke it. And Liz was particularly pissed at him. Um... It's like, there's no way of repairing this. And it just totally disappears right in front of her. Um, and she's This like, is about where I get that whole, oh yeah, this is an MMO. Yeah. She's like, I can make a good sword if we get the good medals. Um, but you're coming with me. And Kirito's like, what? I can just go get it myself. No, you're coming with me. You need a blacksmith with you to kind of get to get this rare metal on there. <laughs> um, so it turns out Apparently, this rare metal... This metal- yeah, this um, rare metal drops off of a dragon that I guess the dragon holds it within its stomach or something like that off of the 55th floor. And that's when basically she just like Liz just says, I'm coming with you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So they start daddling off into the, the 55th floor, which so happens to be an Arctic zone. So it's Utah on a normal day. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And of course, it's a giant dragon. I, the more I see this, the more like Skyrim. Um, <laughs> and so the giant snow dragon appears, and Kirito's like, all right, go hide behind the crystals while I take care of this right here. Um, you know, and it kind of, everything seems to be going fine because Kirito like literally chops off his arm in like the second move on there. And uh, so Liz thinks like, oh, everything's going fine. And she kind of pops out of from where she's hiding. The dragon sees her. Right there, and uh, the dragon kind of goes after, and she's like, flies up into the air, and what does appears randomly, Dito? Random pothole that is never seen up until this moment. I mean, when you think about it, you, you've ever played any MMO ever, you wouldn't actually know how to map your areas or be able to keep an eye out for stuff like this, but this just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, because they're in a field of crystals, and there's just a giant hole there. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's something that you would you would see, or yeah. at least I hope you'd see. Yeah. But so she falls into this pit hole, and sure enough, as she's falling, Kirito comes and saves her. Like you know that he just like grabs onto her and puts his back down, and she's on top, and they just go flying, plummet to the bottom of the the gaping <laughs> hole of uh, no, yes, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so when they end up coming to, Liz is only in the yellow, and Kirito's kind of breaking on the bottom lower exp- or, uh, health on the red. So uh, little crystals, you know, like bacon soda. Um, we'll get your power <laughs> up in this case. 
on there. And uh, so they kind of find they after they kind of recover their HP. Uh, Kirito's like, "All right, how are we gonna get out of here?" Hmm. This is when Kirito has the brainstorm of a lifetime. He's like, "Don't worry, guys, I got this. Let's run up the wall." And she's like, "Are you an idiot?" It's like one way or one or another. I'm gonna try this out. He just bolts right up the wall and turn up slips and falls down again. <laughs> yeah, he he told he. It looks like he's doing well, and all of a sudden he just hits this rock and just and uh, <laughs> kind of flies into the snow right there. So they're kind of stuck in there for now. So and it's getting dark, Dito. So what do you do when it gets dark? Well. In this case, you pop out a couple sleeping bags, have a light out, and pass out, I guess. Dude, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. What is with Kirito? He's, like, such a pimp. This is the second time he's kind of, like, going to bed with another girl. Okay, so yeah. it, it, we have the first one. Um, Shin, Shinko? Or, oh, God, I forgot her name. Yeah. Everyone should know by now that we, I have horrible one names, you know, but then, yeah, this is his third one, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah, because you had, do you count, um, a, do you count falling asleep with Asuna Gino. in the field, in the field as one? No, but there was the dragon girl, but, um, Shin, Shin, no. Yeah, that Shin. was, there's the dragon girl, and then there's just her, right? That's two. No, but then you had the first one from the, the Black Cat's field. Was it? Yeah, she, yeah, she was she was in the same bed as Kirito. That's when she found out about his level. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Ooh, ah. For some reason, isn't I swear that was Asuna, but I'm wrong. Oh no, 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 that was not Asuna. Uh, so or my memory's fading. What happens when you get old, guys? <laughs> um, Tetsuo. Tetsuo. I will never forget you that. Should... <laughs> wow, that sounded I... so broken. I will never forget that name. <laughs> ever. Uh, ever. Thank but you, anyways. Um So, they end up holding Morning arrives. Morning arrives. Yeah. And as um, as Liz is, you know, stretching and everything and sees Kirito off behind there, like, digging in the snow, and she's just like, what are you doing? What doing? And he's just like, um, here. Throws up this Dink. little chunk of stuff, this ore-looking thing, and he's like, oh, this is it. Like, how is it? How is it here? He's 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 like the dragons must probably uh, eat up the crystal and it gets processed in their stomach. Um, and actually, where we are is the dragon's lair. And then Liz comes to a conclusion: like, wait a minute, the dragon is not not isn't nocturnal. So that means, as they look up, round two. <laughs> ooh, and this is this is actually cool because. Uh, so Kirito grabs Liz with one hand, takes out his sword, and makes a kind of snow cloud to cover them up as the dragon lands. Um, and he tries his plan again, because, you know, the first time it didn't work, but second time the charm, right? So, yeah. yeah. So what he does is he runs up and then does a backflip on, onto the back of the dragon while holding Liz in his hand. Stabs his sword into the dragon, and the dragon just shoots up straight into the air. And I thought this was the funny part: is both of them fly off the dragon, and they're like literally falling in midair, and they just have this crazy embrace at that time. And Liz is like, "I love you, Kirito." And it's like, "What? I can't hear you!" 
It's like when you're when you're falling out of pretty much the atmosphere like that, it's really, really hard to like to hear anybody. Yeah. And I, I thought it was hilarious because like of all the places you can do, they're just falling and it's literally for like two minutes. And then I'm like, doesn't work but, that way. No, it doesn't. But they end up back at uh, Liz's blacksmith shop and she's making the weapon out of the ore, which this is how I kind of wish weapons were made because she you know, heats ding. it up and everything and just grabs her little ding. her hammer and it's just like ding, 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 and then just warms into a sword. Am I going? I, I want that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they get it, and it's this brand new sword that nobody's ever heard of before called the uh, the Dark Propulsor. On there, I'm like, hmm, on there. And yeah, I got a chance to check, like, compare the stats because if you look closely in the episode, it shows the stats. And to be honest, it's just a barely below his original sword, the the Tudor. You would do that, Dito. You would yeah. pause, freeze frame, and pull up stats like that. Um, well, the weird thing is, <laughs> like, I'm wondering who's making the sword for. It's not for himself because he already has his trademark uh, elucidator. So, I don't know. And I was wondering this too because why is if he says if he had and it's a magical sword too apparently so why I mean we will soon hopefully we'll soon find out yeah um and then it turns out that uh Liz didn't take any money from uh, Kirito for services rendered and <laughs> he, he's like what and it's like let me become your exclusive blacksmith. Right. Come to me for all your repair and worldly good needs, and then out there and sort of online or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, but that's good customer service right there. Um, yeah, but the reason why she was doing that because she was about to confess to Kirito because that was <laughs> the thing she actually said to herself was, if I make this, I'm going to confess my feelings to Kirito because you know, in in this world itself, there is nothing you can really consider real. So, apparently, Kirito's hand that when they're in the bottom of the cave, when they're holding, oh. she wants him to hold his her hand, was warm. So she feels uh. as though is that he's actually real, so she can like trust him or something or something like that. Or something like that. Guess who but barges they, in right at that? that yeah, that. who's the mood killer, Katie? Asuna. She's like <laughs> Liz. You're alive. I didn't see you yesterday. I couldn't find you. I thought something had happened. Uh. And at which point is like going, how did you go alone? No, I was with this guy. It's like Kirito. It's just like they know each other. And that's yeah. when you see the whole Liz just kind of go, oh, and I so see. Like, oh, this all makes sense. Uh, you know, you know, you've been hit with a truck win. <laughs> but so this is uh, we enter enter the next episode where it seems like things are picking up because they pulled in the whole thing saying. Two years have passed since Sword Art Online first launched, and now they're on level 74, the floor 74. Yeah, and uh, Kirito, of course, still soloing myself in this weird dungeon, weird thing. It's like all dark and. Dungeon, right? Yeah, with rainbows on the <laughs> side. Um, and he takes out this uh, ghoul or whatever it is, and is like, eh, I should be heading back right now. And so he's walking through this forest area. And what does he see, Kiddo? Shh. Be very, very quiet. 
I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help to say that because the first thing he does is just looks over there and there's a rabbit. And he pulls out two like throwing darts and he's just kind of like, wink, you know, it hits a tree. It runs off, like it flies off and everything. And then he's just kind of like, <gasps> and he just like nails yeah. it. Um, so what happens is apparently was a uh, S-class item on there that's food. And he's at a, what, oh crap, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ad, Ad, Adol? Adger? Adgirl? Yeah, Ad, Adgirl. the, the Adgirl. arms guy. And he's trying to sell it to him because he's like, oh, I can't cook this. It's like, you need somebody with high cooking level on there. And he's like, yeah, it's true. If you and me try to do it, we probably end up burning this. Um, you know, and like this too, it's the moment you mention Chef, who appears again, KT? Asuna! I swear, um, it's like she appears on cue. <laughs> you want to know why? She's stalking Kirito. Yes, I think she is, Stalker. to be honest. Because she now has him on her friends list, so... Yeah. Talk, yeah, I, I think she's stalking him. <laughs> I, I do this in real life, too, when Dito mentions my name. What's up, man? Funny thing you say that, since my <laughs> niece's name's also KT. <laughs> ah, yes, I just appear everywhere. <laughs> Out of nowhere, too. It just, just appear one day out of the toilet. If you t- if you tap your heels three times and think KT data, I'll appear. Right, here we go, guys. Ready? I can't. I can't do it right now. I don't have a way to tap my heels. You gotta wear shoes, man. Um, so I she appears, it. and of course, remember that we learned in the in the uh, murder mystery episode that she actually can cook pretty well. Um, and he's like, what's your cooking level at right now? And she's like, uh, I maxed out a week ago. Yeah. And they're, and they're both like, Whoa? Like, can I ask you for a favor? And Here's my proposition, basically. She's like, what? And he shows him the item. She's like, ooh. Like, I'll let you have a bite if you cook it for me. And she's like, half. And Kirito's like, okay. At this point, it's like, how could you say no to, like, such forcefulness, but Adgol back there just kind of like, can I at least have a bite? <laughs> Deals off. <laughs> I thought we're friends. Deals off. <laughs> um, and this is actually where we meet uh, um, Asuna's uh, bodyguard, uh, Kura Deal, and she's, oh, yeah. she she kind of like, and, and uh, she and so first you you know to cook you got to have all the right equipment. And uh, she's like, you probably don't have all the right equipment, right, Kirito? Uh, no, not really. Um, she's like, fine, we can do it at my house. So She come- sounds so reluctant, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, so she kind of drags him away, and then, uh, what's his name, uh, Kuradil, he kind of is trying to follow him. He's like, you can go back, huh? you can go home, I'll be fine from here. And he's kind of like overprotective and be like what's this punk kid gonna do and whatnot and uh it's kind of revealed that kirito's a beater i I like how they don't bring up that beater name until like just randomly no it's like they bring up the name just to make a point because you know beaters are pretty much like just you i don't know how to explain it they're just really looked upon and, and like feared in some cases because it's like oh they're going to do something you know they're up to no good those yeah. hoodlums you know kids get off my lawn type people's like they're just 
you know, they looked at it as they're not good people. Yeah, but luckily, as soon as she's already the vice, uh, what is Captain. it? Captain. So she yeah, kind of orders him home. So he has to go. And uh, they end up at uh, Asuna's house. And, of course, she kind of she, she lives in the nice part of town. Um, yes, 461 <laughs> Sumberg is where she resides. You know, and according to how Kirito says it, there's not many people there. You know, It's all high-end, really expensive. And she just happens to say, why don't you just move up here? He's just... Like, I can't afford that. I'm poor, as I spilled my soda. That's what you did? Yeah. So, what happens is, man, right when I saw this next scene is, so they decide to cook it. First thing, that that cute little rabbit that you saw at the beginning thing is just a piece of meat with a bone going through it. Yes, I I love the generics of it. Just like, hey, look, here it is. Pink. And so... Cooking. Cooking in Sword Art Online. It's so much like I wish I could cook like that because it would take a quarter of the time to because all she, all Asuna does is just pulls out a knife, just taps everything, and it's all cut up and cooked and everything. What are you doing, KT? Just wiping up my desk a little bit before I get soda <laughs> everywhere. Um, so, and she's like, yeah, cooking in Sword Art Online is kind of boring. You know, there's not really that much of a challenge. Everything's kind of automated. Um, yeah, so... They did make stew. So here's quite literally how long it takes her to make the stew with the rabbit. 20 seconds. Yeah. I, and, I, I, I kid you not, 20 seconds. And just, just puts it into their little oven itself and is like, eh, good to go. Let's make side dishes. Yeah, let's make side dishes. And she just makes all these vegetables and stuff up here. Um, but what's funny is when I saw it, I was like, this is totally the cooking mama episode. Like, <laughs> oh, they, yes. They, they even For all like, those who remember cooking mama. I loved Cooking Mama. I played Cooking Mama like there was no tomorrow. It was the most second, the second most addicting game, I've, puzzle game I've ever played. Mama's not happy when you cook it right. No, she's not. You must cook it right for Mama's sake. Man, I got a lot of soda everywhere. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so they're kind of they're kind of talking to each other about how like. A lot of people are kind of forgetting that Sword Art Online is a game and there's a real world, and people are kind of just settling in on Getting there. Getting to the, the Sword Art Online. Yeah. And uh, so it turns out, like, apparently there's only 500 frontliners now out there. When How many people got stuck? Like 1,000? So um, there's 10,000 people. 10, According people. to the figures that I ran a, a while back on this from online resources and everything, there's only 6,000 people, like roughly around 6,000 people still on the game. So, you know, we're looking at a good three-fourths of the actual population gone. Gone and or only 500, like and less than 500 of them are still in the front lines. On their shelf. Sorry, still trying to get rid of that soda. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, what uh, the funny thing is that they're, they're kind of talking about it and everything. And as soon as kind of mentioning, like ever since they hit the 70th floor, the monster algorithms are not as predictable. They're being more random on there. And, uh, then Kuriko or not Kuriko, Kirito, he's talking about this stuff and he's like drinking his tea. And all of a sudden, as soon as like, stop looking at me like that. I've, I've seen that look many times and people just propose to me after that. And Kirito's like, uh, <laughs> Um, and and she so, says the funniest line too. It's like you don't get along with a lot of the ladies, do you? 
and Kirito. Only if she knew. Only if I'm she like, knew. <laughs> yeah, all right. This guy's a pimp. Everywhere he goes, ladies are going for him. Um, Pretty much. On there. So the uh, what's going on is that she's like, all right, let's let's party together. We haven't done it in such a long time, Kirito. Um, yeah, like two years. <laughs> so. Uh, she kind of sends him an invite, invite, and he's like, uh, next thing you know, she kind of pulls the uh, knife that she has in her hand on him. He's like, uh, okay, except. <laughs> Pretty much, she just kind of like, you're joining my party, whether you like it or not. And had the, and had that like, reassurance, smiling face going, don't worry, I got this. I got Look. this. <laughs> um, so, after that, they kind of, they're going to party the next day. So she's like, I'm just going to take the day off tomorrow. So Kirito's kind of waiting at the portal on whatever level they're on. 74? Yeah, 74. Yeah. Um, and he's like, ah, she's late. She's not going to show up. And then all of a sudden, guess who flies out of the portal? Like, literally flies out. Um, it's, Superman? It's Asuna. Uh, oh, darn. So close. <laughs> so close, but not. Um, <laughs> Asuna, she kind of shows up in... Well, kind of lands on uh, Kirito, and Kirito's like, uh, "What's going on?" And he's trying to figure out his orientation, and get up, and uh, he takes a few gropes. Oh, I see what you I see what you did there. You all touchy feely, huh? Wait, yeah. And uh, he, once he realizes what he's doing, he's like, "Ah!" And he goes, "Hey," <laughs> and like. She gets smacked pretty hard. Yeah, she looks pissed, extremely pissed. But then sees the portal opening up behind her and totally runs and hides behind Kirito after that. Um, and Kuradil, he just pops out again, and it's like it's my job to protect you even when you're at home. So I've been watching you sleep. Essentially, that's creepy. Talk about Um, creepy. Yeah, this this guy is already looks like a creeper. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Because remember, everybody has a real face, so it's some like old guy. That's, I know. Uh, that's, yeah. He looks like he's probably in his like, not mid thirties, but you know, early thirties itself. Just working class guy, maybe not even a working class guy, just like some kind of bum looking guy. And it's just kind of like, how would you like that? Just have this random guy like this, just going, you know, looking through your window like I'm protecting you. Yeah, so what happens is uh, he challenges Kirito to a duel because he calls him a noob. Um, even I don't know how you can have a noob two years in when there's no new players coming in. Um, he calls him a rookie. Not a noob, but a rookie. Yeah, a, a rookie. And they kind of they, they, he challenges him to a duel, and it's a uh, first-hit duel. So the first person to get hit loses a duel. Um, Kirito kind of accepts, and they have a showdown. Um, and of course, Kirito takes care of him easily and breaks another sword while he's at it. Seems of to course. have that habit. Uh, um, but you know, Kirito, 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 sorry, I have a hard time to pronounce his name. But he gets all mad because he's like, "Cheater, beater, uh, you cheated and everything." That's the only way you can break me. Yeah. So, and which point is like Kirito's just kind of like, if you want to bring another sword in here, we can go at it again and. Which point he pulls out a dagger and just starts charging for him, like not even war- not without giving warning. When Asuna steps in and just knocks it out of his hand, saying, "That's enough." Yeah, you know, 
you have already shown dishonor. Just you're relieved your duties. Go. She's like, go back to your base or go back to the base. And he's like, but this guy, he's like a jerk, you know? Um, and she's like, go, that's an order. And I will be telling the commander about this. And he's like, oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that would on my face there for a second. Yeah. Um, so what happens is that, uh, she's sending them back. So they end up going through their uh, thing, the, or the dungeon that Kirito was in at the beginning of the episode. And like, you kind of see them fighting off this monster. And this is the strangest thing is, uh, Kirito's like, man, it's so much easier to do this when there's somebody else experienced going with you through it. Um, so they kind of clear all the peons on that level and they see this door and it's like, this is a boss door right here. Um, and they're like, well, we can take a peek, you know, because the boss can't leave leave the room, right? So, Ready your telecrystals let's, and let's, let's go, let's take go a for peek. it. You know, the first thing I thought of, like when they're going in there, all of a sudden, I'm just this pops in my head and was like, Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> I'm just, I really thought they were going to go in there just completely like, like sword drawn, charging in there, but you know, they're actually cautious, so yeah. fortunately well, no, that didn't what, happen. What I thought they were going to do is kind of like, open the door a crack and take a look in. But they instead just like, pretty much kick the doors open and come in and you see this giant uh, boss called uh, the Gleam Eyes and he has like four levels of health. Yeah. Him, and it's nuts. Um, Serpent tail, the whole nine yards. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the, the episode ends, and you're just going like, ooh. I, I was like, of course you would end it there, instead of having him run out right there. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what is, that's going to go, go on after that. But do you know what, Dito? It's time for us to head into the newsroom and see what's going on at THNN. Ooh-ah! THNN is brought to you by this first aid tip. If you cut your finger, get somebody to suck on it to stop the bleeding. Alright, Dito, welcome back to THNN. And the primaries are now over at Takafuji High School. And let's break down the numbers from the primaries. Uh, Shinone-san, our frontrunner, got 27,000 votes. Tatsuki-san got 15,000 votes. And newcomer independent and underdog... Kishima-kun got 600 votes. Oh, hold on, KG. That's Ojima-kun. Oh, oh. Ojima. I, I apologize, everybody. One of these days, I will get his name correct. One. But these numbers can be deceiving, actually, KT. Oh. Um, so they have what's is called iron votes, where they're going to be, like, guaranteed votes for the candidates here. So Sanjumi-san got 1,000. All right. Tatsumi-kun, or Tatsumi-san, got 1,400. And Ojima-san has got 600. Huh, that's interesting. So that means 3,000 votes that's going to be swayed okay. out of the 6,000 students. So, we know that for sure there are 3,000 votes spoken for. That means we have 3,000 swing votes right there. So, that could mean that uh, could be anybody's game if they could swing those 3,000 votes to their 
favor. Even newcomer Ojima-san. Right there. This could be, you know, a good sign for him, considering he is an outsider from the student council. And some, I, I've, I've been hearing this, these rumors, that some have been saying the current elections kind of just been infighting with the current student council, and we need fresh new eyes out there. So this could be a really good sign for him. Um, but now that the primaries are over, each presidential candidate is now kind of going back to their campaign group and trying to figure out their plan of attack. And of course, what better way to do that than our annual camp that we have at the school? Um, this is when they're going to be making all their plans, and I think there are going to be exciting things that are going to be happening at this camp here. Speaking of that too, KT, there is some breaking news here. What? So there's just been reports of a pervert being uh, in the girls' dormitories right now, and it's, it seems like the school's been locked down overnight. Um, wow, this is this is this is breaking news right here. And uh, oh, hold on, Dito, this is coming in right now. We seem to be getting uh, reports right now that uh, all girls should be on high alert and lock their rooms up. Um, we're actually trying to get in contact with uh, Morshita-san, who's actually down there right now, to report on the situation. Um, and I think she is coming in right now. So let's go to Morshita-san. Alright, thank you Morshita-san for telling us that it is normal. So if you are actually in the girls' dormitories right now, don't be alarmed, but please stay safe and don't wander out at night um, until the authorities can figure out what's going on during the situation. Um, let's end the broadcast tonight, Nido, on a on a little bit lighter note. Um, one of the, you know, all work and no play. Um, I don't even know how the rest of that saying goes, Dido. Um, makes, makes John a dull boy. Yeah, so... Um, let's let's finish it off with some uh, recreational ideas you can do at school, especially when I know a majority of you are at school right now do, for the summer camp, or not summer camps, for just a, a camp on their um, <laughs> one one popular pastime to do at night. Um, of course, not not after curfew, before curfew, but when it's dark, is to go ghost hunting. It's a nice test of courage, right there. So the idea is you pair up with the friends preferably somebody of the opposite sex, um, and you wander around the school halls. There are rumors that if you wander around, strange spirits will kind of appear and show up around you, and then you have the choice. Will you face the ghost, or will you hightail it out of there? Um, send in your stories to THNN, and we will post them up on our website. Um, how do you feel? Yeah, okay, T. KT, that sounds very spooktacular. (laughs) 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 Well, everybody, that ends our broadcast of the THNN and the Kita Enemy podcast. Again, I hope you all enjoyed. If you love our jokes and our puns or hate our jokes (laughs) and our puns, especially like that last one, I wrote that one, uh, (laughs) please email us at kita at ktdata.net. And, of course, we do this every two weeks, and we will be doing it on uh, Tuesday, September 25th, 2012, at 
somewhere between 7 and 10 p.m. Mountain Time. I know it's a broad range, but it's somewhere around there. Um, we will be here at some point. At some point, we'll be broadcasting. And of course, we always like to see if you're in the chat room. It's always fun to see you guys in the chat room. I know there's two dudes there right now. Um, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. <laughs> okay, Dito. Calm down. Calm down. I always forget to say the URL. The URL is ktdata.net slash live. Um, again, and we're also on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash ktdatanet. We are also on Twitter at, at ktdata. We're also on Google Plus under uh, KitCast, or not KitCast, wrong, po- wrong podcast, uh, Kita Anime Podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I Pinterest post stuff on there too, pinterest.com slash ktdata. We're there. Um, Facebook is where Dito's most active. I'm just all over the place on there. And of course, ktdata.net. Like we said at the beginning, um, we're getting a bunch of stuff coming in. So keep an eye on out for a lot more reviews coming up very shortly on there. Um, but, and I mentioned the KitCast. Uh, you guys should check that out too. KitCast.net or again on ktdata.net. There. Isaac and I were we're almost out of beta, Dito. We're no way! Out of beta, um, and then faster you're than be Gmail in Omega. Faster than Gmail, at least. Um, <laughs> do you got anything to plug right now, Dito? Um, not really. The only thing I've gotten recently that uh, you'd be aware of that I uh, just got Tekken Tag Tournament two. Um, got a little bit of play time into that one. Expect to see something up on that one shortly. All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna go clean up the rest of the soda stain that's soaking my carpets right now. And we will see you all in two weeks, guys. See you later. See you guys. Bacon soda. Sexy, man. Bacon soda. Sexy. <laughs> Get it right. Bacon Get soda. it right. Okay. Bacon soda is sexy.